Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Barefoot Office, where we spend a little bit of time with Jesus. I've taken my shoes off and I have my Christmas lights glowing. And at the end of a long day, this is my discipline of Lectio Divina to get in touch with my own spirit and maybe even with faith using the words of the gospel. Tonight, the gospel according to Mark, because on Sundays in the lectionary, it's the three-year lectionary that goes through all of the gospels over the course of three years. And so it jumps out of the daily lectionary, which rolls through the gospels one reading at a time, uh, day to day. So Matthew for Monday through Saturday, and Mark today for Sunday. As we read, relax your mind, relax your body, and just listen for something that piques your interest, that sticks out to you. And those who had been sent came out together to Jesus and reported to him all the things that they had done and taught. And he says to them, Come by yourselves privately to a deserted place and rest a little. For there were many persons coming and going, and they had no opportunity to eat. And they went away in the boat privately to a deserted place. And many saw them going, and knew where, and ran together on foot from all the cities and arrived before them. And disembarking, he saw a great crowd, and was moved inwardly with compassion for them, because they were like sheep having no shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And now, the hour getting late, his disciples approached and said, This place is deserted, and the hour is now late. Dismiss them, so that going away to the fields and villages round about, they might buy something to eat for themselves. But in reply he said to them, You give them something to eat. But they say to him, How could we go out and buy two hundred denarii's worth of loaves and give them to them to eat? And he says to them, How many loaves do you have? Go look. And finding out, they say five and two fishes. And he instructed all of them to recline, party by party, on the green grass. And they reclined, group by group, a hundred or fifty each. And taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he pronounced a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to serve to them. And the two fishes he portioned out to everyone. And all ate and ate their fill. And they took up twelve basketfuls of bread fragments and morsels of fish. And those eating the loaves were five thousand men. What word or phrase sticks out to you? For me, it was, Jesus says to them, Come by yourselves privately to a deserted place and rest a little. And then also, he instructed all of them to recline. You'll have to forgive me, my nose is super stuffy. Today is the first real day of allergy season. I've been totally miserable all day, even taking my allergy pill and just 
having trouble breathing and talking at the same time. The second time, you can keep that phrase that stuck out to you in mind and see if it stays with you, but see if something else appears to you in your spirit, in your heart, that calls out to you with a yearning or a longing or a need to be explored, to be talked about, to be wondered about. Where do you see God in this passage? And those who had been sent out came together to Jesus and reported to him all the things that they had done and taught. And he says to them, Come by yourselves privately to a deserted place and rest a little. For there were many persons coming and going, and they had no opportunity to eat. And they went away in the boat privately to a deserted place. And many saw them going and knew where, and ran together on foot from all the cities and arrived before them. And disembarking, he saw a great crowd, and was moved inwardly with compassion for them, because they were like sheep having no shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And now, the hour getting late, his disciples approached and said, This place is deserted, and the hour is now late. Dismiss them, so that going away to the fields and villages round about, they might buy something to eat for themselves. But in reply he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, How could we go out and buy two hundred denarii's worth of loaves and give them to them to eat? And he says to them, How many loaves do you have? Go look. And finding out, they say, Five and two fishes. And he instructed all of them to recline, party by party, on the green grass. And they reclined, group by group, a hundred or fifty each. And taking the five loaves and the two fishes, and looking up to heaven, he pronounced a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to serve to them. And the two fishes he portioned out to everyone. And all ate and ate their fill. And they took up twelve basketfuls of bread fragments and morsels of fish. And those eating the loaves were five thousand men. Where do you see God in this passage? Or all of these places that stuck with me that I was curious about. I heard... I think it was my friend Bryce give a sermon on this when I was in divinity school. And he said that the miracle wasn't that Jesus transformed the five loaves and two fishes into an uncountable amount of food, but rather the miracle was that everyone there had brought food all along and everyone shared what they had. Hmm. During this time where many people are out of work, where I have been out of work, where people are writing articles about jubilee and debt forgiveness, which is something I long for with all of my heart, I frequently say and think and feel that the worst mistake I ever made was going to college or taking out loans to do it in any case. It's 
good to hear and also hard that to imagine that there was enough and everyone just chose to share it and there was more than enough and enough left over. I think it's also interesting that the gospel according to Mark takes pain to point out and those eating the loaves were 5,000 men. And some translations will say, including women and children, or people will point out that there would have been women and children there also. And keeping Bryce's sermon in mind, I think it's interesting how we silence the voices of women frequently and how rushing off to hear teaching from Jesus, I myself as a man might just want to pack up, not pack up. I wouldn't want to pack up at all. I would just want to go, get in the car and drive. It would be Clara, my spouse, who would insist on cleaning the house so that we come back to a clean house and packing up water bottles and snacks for the kids and all manner of things to be ready in the diaper bag. And I just want to go. So it might seem like a miracle to 5,000 men, but to women, it's possible that this is just another day in the life, bringing more than enough to feed everyone. There's a lot here, a lot to chew on. But um, totally didn't even mean to do that, but I did. <sighs> this third time, as we read, think what connects you in your personal life, in your day-to-day existence to something that happens in this story, some spiritual aspect or idea, some image, some phrase. What can you do or be differently? What is God calling you to do or to be in this passage? And those who had been sent out came together to Jesus and reported to him all the things they had done and taught. And he says to them, Come by yourselves privately to a deserted place and rest a little. For there were many persons coming and going, and they had no opportunity to eat. And they went away in the boat privately to a deserted place. And many saw them going and knew where, and ran together on foot from all the cities and arrived before them. And disembarking, he saw a great crowd and was moved inwardly with compassion for them because they were like sheep having no shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And now, the hour getting late, his disciples approached and said, This place is deserted, and the hour is now late. Dismiss them so that going away to the fields and villages round about, they might buy something to eat for themselves. But in reply he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they say to him, How could we go out and buy two hundred denarii's worth of loaves and give to them to eat? And he says to them, How many loaves do you have? Go look. And finding out, they say, five and two fishes. And he instructed all of them to recline, party by party, on the green grass. 
and they reclined group by group, a hundred or fifty each. And taking the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he pronounced a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to serve to them, and the two fishes he portioned out to everyone. And all ate and ate their fill. And they took up twelve basketfuls of bread fragments and morsels of fish. And those eating the loaves were five thousand men. What is God calling you to do or to be in this passage? I've been thinking and reflecting in the last few days of doing this that often it seems that when I sit down to record and I don't, I rarely even skim the reading before I press the record button, I look up what the passage is, what verses there are to read, and then I open my Bible and I press record and I start to read. So it's not as though I plan out. But when I ask and answer this third question, what is God calling me to do or to be frequently? I come up with something that is something I've already thought of and reflected on from earlier in the day. And so where it says, come by yourselves privately to a deserted place and rest a little. All three times I thought that this morning after doing some deliveries, I have been driving for shipped and taking people, taking groceries to people around South Minneapolis and Richfield where I live. And I just was feeling I have this extra time before my wife needs to have me there to watch the kids so that she can participate and lead music for her digital church service, her morning prayer on Zoom. And I just wanted to go away and be by myself. So I drove to a little park, not too far from the house where my kids are. And... I got out my hammock and I just rested for 20 minutes. I got some wireless headphones a couple days ago and so I just streamed great sacred music from NPR in North Carolina and listened to Haydn's Mass in Time of War, which I performed when I was in divinity school actually so it was familiar and fun to hear parts that I remembered but I went away by myself to rest privately before starting my day and that was the spirit that was God and as I do my recovery work with adult children of alcoholics, more and more I find that 
I was taught, or at least what I learned growing up, was that God is always out there somewhere. And I have to please a God who is perfect, who demands purity, who speaks to some people in audible voices, never to me, but who who is immortal, invisible, God-only wise, and you might as well add inscrutable and mysterious to that list. But one of the places where I've cried the hardest doing my step work was doing step three, where my workbook just says, every time we do step three, we drink down God's love. The whole point, my sponsor says, is to make a connection with your higher power that you can trust and that you can feel every day. I've never been in doubt of a higher power when you categorize it in terms of doubt or belief, but I'm a person for whom decision-making is agonizing and painful and terrible. I want to do what's right. I want to do what will please other people. I want to do what will make myself the smallest and take up the least amount of space so that I might not be noticed because I'm the lost child, because I'm the golden child, because I'm the hero child. But what do I want? And I almost never know, really. So today to go out to a hammock, just because I could imagine myself doing it, and to kind of wrap up this reflection, again saying that when I reflect on the scripture at the end of the day, it brings to mind something that I'd already been thinking of earlier in the day, is just to know that God is in me. The light of God that is in me is something I can access and something by which I can see to make decisions, to take steps. Your word is a light to my feet and a lamp to my path. And so today I'm glad for that. And maybe even I celebrate that a little bit. And maybe even it can give me joy tonight. The prayer for the fourth Sunday of Easter. O God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God forever and ever. Amen. May hope and joy be yours as you learn to hear your own name, as you learn to follow where that voice inside you, where that imagination leads, that you may come to know that you are the light of God always.